It's time for Rhema for Today. You know what happened when I turned that situation over to the Lord? Oh, I did my part. Don't misunderstand. You can't, you can't neglect what you know. It's your job and duty. I studied. I prepared. Man, I'd read sometimes all night long. Sun come up the next morning. I'm still studying. See, I never went to Bible school, so I just had to study on my own. Many is the night. My wife will tell you. Many times. Ken will tell you. As a little child, you know. Next morning, when he went to bed and went to sleep, I'm, you know, I did, we didn't have any studies. We had a one-room church. We didn't have any Sunday school room. We didn't have any studies. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, you younger ones don't. Some of the rest of you do. But you see, I just had a desk over in the corner of the room in, in Little Parsonage. And when he went to sleep, I'm sitting at that desk study. When he woke up next morning, I'm sitting at that desk to study. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Casting Your Cares Upon the Lord, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And here the pastors are lined up talking about their problems, and I'd come along, you know, and they'd say, how goes the battle? <laughs> See, they was all in a battle. I'd say, men, it couldn't be better. I don't have a care. Go right on by them. And they'd look at me and blink their eyes. Later on, some of them said to me, we used to think you was crazy. <laughs> See, you walk by faith. You, you practice what the Bible. See, this is prayer. Are you listening to me? I said prayer is not only getting in his presence, prayer is living in his presence. Hallelujah. See, when you, when you live according to the Bible, really walk according to what God's word said, you are an oddity to others. Because they'll sit around and claim the Bible is true and then just live like everybody else does. Amen. And so I, uh, I'd say I don't have a care. And I remember one of my closest pastors said, in the process of time, he didn't say just right away to me. Years later, he said, uh, you know, we'd say after you passed by, I said, I would say, I'm, I know better. He said he don't have any cares. Now, my church is closer to his than anybody else's. And I know this problem exists, and this problem exists, and this problem exists, and this problem exists. Besides that, I know him. And I know that he has some other responsibilities. To, to see after his widowed mother and some other problem with some kinfolks that he, he's, he's responsible to take care of. And he does have cares. And he said, somebody else speak up and said, I don't believe he's got enough sense. <laughs> no, you see, it's, it's, I don't believe he's got enough sense to worry. No, I had too much sense to worry. It's not a characteristic to not have enough sense to worry, you see. If you've got, it's a characteristic of stupidity and ignorance to worry. Amen. I had too much Bible sense. You understand what I'm talking about? Too much Bible sense. I knew what the Bible said. But now then, you know what happened when I turned that situation over to the Lord? Oh, I did my part. Don't misunderstand it. You can't, you can't neglect what you know. It's your job and duty. I studied. I prepared. Man, I'd read sometimes all night long. Sun come up the next morning. I'm still studying. See, I never went to Bible school, so I just had to study on my own. Many is the night. My wife will tell you. Many times. Ken will tell you. As a little child, you know. Next morning when he went to bed and went to sleep. I'm, you know, I didn't, we didn't have any studies. We had a one-room church. We didn't have any Sunday school room. We didn't have any studies. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, you younger ones don't. Some of the rest of you do. 
But you see, I just had a desk over in the corner of the room in, in Little Parsonage. And when he went to sleep, I'm sitting at that desk studying. When he woke up the next morning, I'm sitting at that desk to study. And so I, I was faithful to discipline myself and to prepare myself to be ready to speak. And I treated everybody just identically the same, every, every single one. Some of the neighboring pastors would say, we'd get together sometime, they'd talk about different things, you know, I'd listen. You can learn more listening than you can talking because you already know everything you know. And so some of them would talk about, you know, some of their members didn't pay tithes. Well, I had a great problem along that line. I didn't have any that paid tithes. <laughs> I think I had one widow lady paid tithes and they wasn't much, you know. I didn't have a man paid tithes in my church, not even a board member. But they did become tithe payers. And so they wouldn't, uh, well, I'll tell you, said, uh, what one pastor said, well, so-and-so, one, one, one of my members called, you know, wanted me to come pray for her husband. Said, I just wouldn't go. They don't support the church. They don't pay the tithes. <laughs> well, you can't put work of God on the basis of what somebody did and didn't do. If you're a real man of God, you're there to help them. And I just simply said to him, not one of them must agreed with me. I said to him, because I, like I said, I didn't have anybody but one widow lady that paid tithes, my church. I said, I, I treat everybody just exactly like I mean, if one fella put in $100,000, another fella put in a dollar, I'll treat that fella put in a dollar just like I did the man that put in $100,000. I treat everybody just alike. I treat every family just exactly alike. I'm not a respecter of persons. And so I said to the Lord, I'm going to treat everybody right. And I did. But you know what? When I turned that over to the Lord, they was immediately on that very Sunday that I said, Lord, I'm not going to worry another bit. In fact, I wasn't worrying. I was a little overly concerned, but I, I corrected myself immediately. I said, I'm not going to lose a wink of sleep. Now, I believe in fasting, and I'll fast when the Lord leads me or some special occasion. But I said to the Lord on this occasion, I'm not going to miss a meal. I'm not going to lose a wink of sleep. I'm going to sleep every night and eat every meal because I don't have any cares or any problems. You've got it. You know, we started revival that day in our church. It lasted for 18 months. Amen. I mean, and we didn't have any special speaker, just me. We had people saved, baptized the Holy Ghost, and healed every weekend. We had Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night service. In fact, it spread around, you know, what's happening over there. We don't understand it. Well, I just smiled and said, I do, and went right on. Praise God. The Lord's doing a good job. Amen. I'm just running, trying to keep up with it. Amen. But did you know that this is something that you, you, you never get to the place that you've just got it automatically made. You have to keep practicing it. I remember years later then, well, in fact, I left that church and went out on the field in field ministry in 1944 and was out there in 1944, 1945, you know, having church meetings. Well, I don't know. I've just always walked by faith. I haven't walked by sight. And uh, I, I know a lot of folks thought I was nuts. Some of those preachers said, we thought you was crazy. But uh, I made it, you know. I just had a leading. Now, I had preached in North Texas and in South Texas, and that's as far as I'd gotten. I never preached. I'd been to West Texas on a trip more than once, but I'd never preached there. But something on the inside of me, just a leading to go west. Well, I didn't have any meetings. I canceled some meetings I had because I attended a convention, and, and these pastors could... Uh, could get somebody there, and if it's all right with them, I made it right with them, because I'm a man of my word. I never go back on my word. And so they said, oh, well, we get somebody here to come. So I canceled them, because I said, I'm going to West Texas. 
Well, now, where are you going? I don't know. I've just got a leading on the inside of me to go to West Texas. So I held a meeting immediately after this. It's too close to cancel him. Immediately after this convention, I held a meeting. And then I knew a fellow that used to live in our town, and he was a deacon in a church there in West Texas. So I just got in my car with, with Ken and Pat, just kids haven't started school yet, and drove to West Texas. Didn't have enough money to get back on. When I got out there, I had a dollar left. Well, you can't uh, buy enough gasoline as cheap as it was then for a dollar to drive 300 and some odd miles. So I went to this fellow's house. I didn't tell him why I've come. I had a conviction in my spirit that God wanted me to have a meeting there in that church. I didn't know the pastor, but he's a deacon in that church. I knew him down in East Texas. So we visited with him. They was glad to see us and so on. And uh, So we went to church, their church on Wednesday night. The pastor asked me to preach, so I preached. We had a pretty good service. I knew in my spirit God wanted me to hold a meeting there, but I didn't tell anybody. We stayed on over a few more days, and then on the weekend, the pastor asked me if I was going to be there, would I speak? And so I spoke on Sunday morning and then Sunday night. And uh, I did. And we stayed on over a few more days. He said, well, are you going to be here if you will preach Wednesday night? Then he said to me, he said, you know, Brother Hagin said, we haven't had a revival in a long time. I, you know, I believe God is speaking with me, of dealing with me about having it. Could you? Could you? I didn't tell him that's what I come out here for. I just stayed quiet about it, let God work it out. So actually, we really started on the next Wednesday night, then a revival. And we ran through Sunday night. Then on the following Monday, they had a fellowship meeting there and happened to have it at that church there. Pastors came in around, and I didn't know I knew fellows, but here were pastors that used to pastor in East Texas, and I knew them. One of them called me aside and said, Brother Hagin, man, you've made a mistake. So what are you talking about? Well, everybody does it that comes out here. I did it when I first come out here. There hasn't anybody been saved in this church where you were preaching in three and a half years. There hadn't been anybody got the baptism in the Holy Ghost in this church in three and a half years. That's pretty dry, isn't it? And said, everybody nearly falls into this. You, you can't have any revival. This is the hardest place in West Texas. And so why don't you just preach on through here and Maybe Wednesday night or something, and just come on over and start next Sunday with me. We can have a revival in my church. No, I said, I, I, I told him I'd do it, so I'll stay through the week anyway. So after he said that, I said to myself, well, you know, we're all human, whether we like it or not. <laughs> you know, if you have a revival here, everybody knows this is the hardest place in the state. I mean, West Texas. If you have a revival here, like this fellow said, you know, you have a revival anywhere. I mean, in fact, some of those pastors said, if you could have a revival in that church, you could raise Lazarus from the dead. <laughs> So I said to myself, I'll just show them. We'll just have one. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have wonderful offer uh, this month. Uh, first of all, it's your dad's uh, teaching. It's, what is that, one CD? Uh, yeah. Praying for the fresh, precious fruit of the earth. Right. And I believe that we're going to see a mighty harvest right. out of this situation. Yes. Talking about staying in peace. Well, I've done a uh, CD on the Lord, our peace. Yes. And as we look to him, he is our peace. And then my book, I have a book here, How to Live Worry-Free. And uh, the subtitle, Step, Stepping Out of the Bondage of Stress and Fear. I did four sessions, I believe, on this. And it said, why be worry-free? Because God cares about you. God sets all our cares on Him, not to worry. And then I talk about the destructive powers of worry. 
And then I talk about conquering worry by conquering your thoughts. That's right. And remember the Paul over in Philippians said, think on the good, good things. things. Don't think on the bad things. Yes. You have authority over worry. This is a great little book. It has helped tremendous amount of people. I've gotten testimonies from, from this book. book. And we're offering all three of these items for a gift, gift of $20, $20 or more. That's right. Go right now to your device, whatever it is, yes. your iPad, your uh, phone, your computer, That's your tablet, right. whatever it is. Just yes. go, go right there and, and order these right now at rhema.org. Well, know that we are for Rhema Bible Training College for the fall of 2020. Can you believe? Wow. Yeah. It's this this year has just really going fast, fast, right, fast. Right. And uh, so I you can apply online today at rbtc.org. So go check us out and if you feel that you want to know more about the word of God or you feel a call on your life, I would encourage you to come to Raymond. Yeah, you just want to like, learn about the Bible. We That's have right. one, we have one one whole uh, curriculum yes. just on Bible studies of the books of the Bible yes. for, and then of course helps and itinerant ministry uh, student ministries which is children and youth I mean it, it, it's yes. all there amen call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 again call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 you can also order online at rhema.org that's R-H-E-M-A Rema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.